Welcome to the Truthiverse. My name is Brendan D. Murphy. This is where we unleash truth and freedom with no holds barred, no fear, and no limits. Come and evolve beyond the matrix with me and thrive, not just survive. This is a realm of empowering, uncommon awareness. This is my Truthiverse. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of Truthverse. This week, we are joined by a man who needs very little introduction, but I'll say his name anyway. It's David Icke, uh, veteran researcher in the realm of conspiracies, how the world works, the power structure, and so on and so forth. Um, I've known of David for, oh, I would say 18 years now. Uh, and I was introduced to his work through a book called Children of the Matrix, which was my first introduction to how the world kind of actually works in terms of that power structure. And it was one of the most disturbing reads of, <laughs> of my life. And uh, I never looked back, though. I never looked back. And that really opened my eyes. And, and um, you know, from there, I had a real, a very, very active interest in how, you know, furthering that understanding how the world actually does work. So I had the spiritual awakening. Then I had the David Icke awakening. And, um and that was sort of the, you know, there's no going back kind of thing. So, David, uh, it's, it's great to have you on and, and finally chat. Pleasure. I was uh, interested to uh, hear that your first book that, of mine that you read was Children of the Matrix because that was um, considered at the time, a bit less so now, uh, completely far out. Um, and um, it, it led to uh, the usual ridicule that's um, followed through the years. Uh, but it's interesting now, given that if people had been told in, say, January 2020 that the world would be like it is by this point in 2021, they would have um, laughed and ridiculed and said, that's ridiculous, that could never happen. So what's happened uh, among those that are um, awakening rather than those going faster asleep uh, is that they are uh, opening uh, to the possibility now of even some of those far out things that um, were, uh, you know, laid out in uh, Children of the Matrix. Yeah. And, um, and so it's, um, it, it's, it's a very, very interesting time because, uh, like I say, you're seeing uh, more and more people um, uh, going to sleep. Um, and, you know, I've just been watching a video of... Um, an absolutely vast queue uh, for, uh, uh, outside a London hospital going way back into the distance to get booster jabs for a, um, a Omicron variant that doesn't actually exist. Uh, it's just a figment of the test. Um, uh, and so you can see the asleepness and the reactive, um, whatever they tell me to do, I'll believe and do, but there is a big awakening going on among um, very large numbers of people. And they're beginning to, to see that the world's not just a little bit not like they thought it was. It's absolutely nothing like they thought it was. <laughs> nothing, nothing whatsoever. Um, which was, of course, the, the horrific moment that I had reading Children of the Matrix. <laughs> you know, I got, I think, I recall 99 pages into that book of yours. And I was so sick to my stomach with what I was learning about because it's at such odds to the way that we are conditioned by the the system, which is obviously the system's designed to mislead us into a false reality. Um, so it takes it takes quite a lot of 
um, uh, psychological, well, it takes some backbone really to even face that kind of information. And for some people, yeah, it was too much. I mean, how do you look at that kind of thing now? You know, people will go, oh, the lizard people. Oh, yeah, David, like the lizard guy, all this kind of garbage. Um, you know, how is that? How do you feel the situation or the lay of the land or the attitude has, has shifted? Well, um, first of all, um, I have um, been always motivated from the first, um, well, massive, massive uh, head-blowing awakening I had in 1990, 91, uh, to pursue what is going on. Uh, not to pursue what is going on so people will like me or people will say, oh, yeah, he's, he's intelligent, but to pursue what's going on. I've let the information be my guide, not what I think people want to hear. Uh, and, you know, the, you're never going to um, uncover what's really going on if you in any way fear what other people think. You're not going to do it. Because what's really going on is so outrageous when compared to the general perception of the world that uh, you're going to go into areas that are going to get you mass ridicule and, uh, and, and much abuse. And I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember people saying to me, um, did you not know you'd get ridiculed when you said that? And um, I said, you know, I'd work that out, you know. <laughs> I'd, I'd been a journalist on newspapers and television and radio. I actually had worked out what the reaction would be. The point is that um, if we're going to pursue the truth uh, and what's really going on, then we have to pursue the truth. And uh, if that means you have to take abuse and ridicule on the way, then so be it. Uh, and what is happening now, Brendan, is that... Um, People are, are opening their minds to other possibilities and they're, they're noting something else. They're noting that if you look at all these agendas going on around us now, and they're all connected, of course, they're all connected. Um, they are incredibly anti-human. Mm -hmm. If you take um, the hoax, because that's what it is, of human-caused climate change, and note that the people pushing climate change and the trans. Uh, forming the world and society to protect us from so-called human-caused climate change. They're the same people, I mean the same people, that are behind the COVID hoax. So they're the Gateses, you know, in February of this year, Gates, who's been pushing the fake vaccines and, and the lockdowns and all that through the COVID era, comes out with a book saying how the world must change because of, quote, uh, climate change. Klaus Schwab at the... Uh, World Economic Forum uh, has got a book uh, he wrote um, in 2020. Well, probably he didn't write it, but somebody wrote it with his name on. I've got it here, The Great Reset. And that's fusing together the uh, situation with, quote, COVID and human-caused climate change. So um, these same people are behind both because if you look at the um, solutions to both that they propose, they are um, control, absolute total control over the uh, fine detail of uh, everyone's lives. So you look at human-caused climate change and you say, okay, so, so what are they saying? Well, what they're saying is that we should demonize carbon dioxide, CO2, that we should stop producing it or releasing it from it, it, it being locked away in fossil fuels. And um, 
Gates is funding technology, increasingly um, being brought uh, around the world, that not only um, is not producing uh, carbon dioxide, but is actually sucking it out the atmosphere. And, you know, the, 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 one of the biggest problems that um, we have with communication is that uh, people um, go through this unbelievably contradictory mental gymnastics where they say, oh, you never believe what you read in the media, <laughs> as if they're streetwise. Oh, I never believe it in the media. So why are you doing it then? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I never believe politicians are always bloody lying. So why are you believing them then? And, and, and when you are getting your information from the mainstream media and ma the mainstream society, what I call the mainstream everything, you're going to get their version of it. And that's why it's so consistent, because the mainstream everything is ultimately controlled by a global cult uh, that, that is driving this and is ultimately go deeper, uh, deeper and deeper in the rabbit hole is not actually human. I'm sure we'll get, we, we'll get into that. So if you have self-respect, what you do is you, you, you listen to what the authorities are telling you to believe. And then you go and see if it stands up. You go researching and see if it stands up. And despite all the extraordinary levels of censorship, you can still do that if you, if you want to. And so you, instead of listening to the fake scientists, and they are fake, whether it's uh, human-caused global warming, whether it's... Um, COVID. They're absolute fake scientists. They're only scientists by name, not by uh, um, mentality, not by knowledge, and certainly not by uh, behavior. But when you go to, to, to ones that don't have a, um, you know, a finger in the pie, and you go to like experts in uh, carbon dioxide, they'll tell you that not only don't we have too much carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, we don't have enough. The optimum level of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere for optimum, um, well, growth of the natural world, in other words, growth of food too, is 2,000 parts per million. Because what the natural world does is it sucks carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. And carbon dioxide to the natural world is like oxygen to us. Mm -hmm. We have this incredibly beautiful symbiotic relationship between um, the natural world uh, absorbing uh, uh, CO2, carbon dioxide, producing oxygen, and we, we breathe the oxygen and we breathe CO2 out. So it, it's a beautiful symbiotic relationship. And what these psychopaths are trying to do is to break that. And so we uh, don't have 2,000 parts per million in the atmosphere. We have about 419. And as these um, real experts point out, if you start falling, you know, 180 parts per million and down to, to, to 150, well, the, um, the natural world's just going to die, uh, just like we would if, if, if we uh, were um, not getting uh, anything like the oxygen we need, you know, by wearing masks, for instance, and stuff. But um, so uh, this uh, agenda, therefore, to demonize carbon dioxide, the gas of life, is fundamentally anti-human. And then you look at these fake jabs, these fake vaccines that are not actually vaccines. And you look at what they're doing, whether it's um, via mRNA uh, synthetic 
genetic material or whether it's some of the others that target DNA directly, uh, DNA is being changed. The, the nature of the genetic nature of the body is being changed. We're going from human 1.0 to human 2.0, which is very different human. I've been writing about this for decades. This was the plan. And that's fundamentally anti-human. Why are sperm counts plummeting, plummeting around the world? Um, because of, of chemicals in the food, chemicals in the water, chemicals in, in, in plastics, uh, the uh, smartphones in the pocket, all of these things plummeting. And, you know, when I was a kid in the 1950s, uh, uh, growing up and through into the early 60s, the, the term uh, fertility clinic was never even mentioned. And now it's a global industry. And what are the real scientists and, and real proper doctors saying about the potential of these jabs? And, uh, and what we're seeing in miscarriages and stillbirths and effects on the uh, female menstrual cycle, fertility cycle, they're saying that uh, this has the potential to uh, make uh, women infertile. Now, if you're moving from uh, a human 1.0 where we procreate in the way that we know to a human 2.0, which does not procreate, but is the species is actually produced technologically as described by Aldous Huxley in Brave New World. And the technology he was talking about is now coming online. And let's not uh, uh, forget, too, as I've been emphasizing over the decades, whatever the technological cutting edge in the um, in the public arena, it's light years behind what's going on in the underground bases and the secret projects waiting to be played out. Uh, and, and so that's an anti-human agenda mm -hmm. that you are um, targeting human DNA and human fertility. Then uh, you uh, look at 5G with 6G and 7G in the pipeline. At 60 gigahertz, 5G interacts with the oxygen molecule and stops the body absorbing uh, the amount of oxygen that it needs. That's an anti-human agenda. The, the, the chemicals and poisons in the food, the chemicals and poisons in drink and water, all these things are anti-human. The GMO turning uh, um, synthetic, in effect, um, the, the very food that we eat, uh, that's anti-human. And... You know, when you, you go through the list and the list goes on, then is it more likely that a um, ultimately human um, force is behind this blatantly anti-human agenda or is it a non-human force? And, you know, I, what I've been pointing out over the years and, of course, pointed out in um, Children of the Matrix is that um, we are experiencing... The, the, the equivalent of, of the Avatar movie. What um, the uh, Avatar movie portrayed was a, 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 a blue people, the Navi, on their, on their moon. I think it was called Pandora. Mm -hmm. And um, the US military uh, came um, to take it over, take over their society because they wanted some resources uh, that they had. And they couldn't take over Navi society looking like humans, symbolic of this reptilian race I've been writing about since the 90s, um, they, um, they could only take them over if they had an outer shell that looked like the Navi, because then they could infiltrate that society, uh, take it over, uh, um, control and um, impose themselves on all the key areas of power and decision making. And they could then take this Navi society in the direction they wanted, which suited them and ultimately take it over. Now, that is exactly what's happening. 
um, in uh, human society. And uh, this global cult that I have been writing about all these years, um, it has um, a, a core that is part human and part non-human. Um, and the, the human part is projected um, in, you know, to human society. So people think they're human, but there's another level of them that isn't. They're hybrids. This is described in, in biblical terms and in other cultures all over the world, the same thing of um, the sons of God, or sons of the gods in the original, sons of the gods who interbred with the daughters of men. There was this infusion of, um, of uh, reptilian genetics that, that became these hybrids. This is where royalty comes from. Why, why, do, why is royalty always um, incessantly interbred? Why, why is aristocracy incessantly interbred? Why do they talk about blue bloods and uh, interbreeding with each other to keep the genes up? Uh, because, and this is not just royalty now, uh, they, uh, when, when humans grew up enough to start rejecting royal rule by bloodline, these bloodlines, royal bloodlines as they perceive themselves, went off into the dark suit professions of politics and banking and business and media ownership and all the rest of it. Um, and, but they've gone on interbreeding ever since. Uh, why, do these, why do they interbreed? Because there is a particular um, genetic code uh, this hybrid code, that if they interbreed outside of that code, then the code is diluted. So they interbreed with each other. This is why you'll see people um, uh, having fake marriages among this so-called elite um, to produce the children, but then having the, the, the people they want to be with, man or woman, um, uh, on the side, as we say. This is, this is how, it, how it works. And um, so... Uh, we are being infiltrated by this um, non-human race, by this uh, global cult of secret societies. One of, the, one of the biggest secrets, if not the biggest secret, that these societies at the core, not the lower levels, hold, is that actually behind all this is a non-human force. So uh, since, you, you know, since you first put that idea out into the public realm um, and copped the kind of flack that you did, I mean, it sounds like your general perspective on it has remained fairly, fairly similar, but has it shifted at all? No, it's like everything, you know, um, you learn more and then you put more layers on it. But the basic themes haven't changed at all. Mm. Basic themes of what's going on have not changed in my um, in what I've been putting out since the, the early 1990s. What's what's changed is that I've got more and more layers of information and, you know, they say the more you know, you realize the more, the more there is to know. And that is true. But in my experience, the more you know, the simpler it gets. Mm. Um, and one of the big connections to all this reptilian stuff and the control of human society, which, um, which came to me very, very clearly uh, just after the turn of the millennium, is that we live in a simulation. This is a simulation. And um, I said then um, that um, we live in a simulation and its outer um, limits, if you like, certainly at the level we are operating, is the speed of light. And um, all these years later, 20 odd years later, 20 years later, um, there was an article in uh, Scientific American in uh, April this year where um, it was saying we live in a simulation and the, uh, 
the outer limits are the speed of light. And they were making in this article the very, very valid point, spot on, I would suggest, that um, the speed of light is actually the processing speed of the simulation. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's why it's constant. And the article was pointing out, quite rightly, that um, you can um, write the, 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 the laws, the rules of the simulation, just like you write the laws of um, computer virtual reality games. But whatever laws, um, rules that you write into the program, the processing speed will still be the governor. You still, you still want to override that. And, and this is the speed of light. And what are these rules that um, people um, write into virtual reality computer virtual reality games. They are what we call the laws of physics. That's what they are. The laws of physics apply, that we perceive, apply only within the speed of light. Because the laws of physics are the rules and the um, codes, the limits written in to the simulation. This is why when people leave the body, the body which uh, connects us to the simulation, call it the matrix, if you like, the matrix movies were very accurate in the way they portrayed what I'm talking about. Um, and you, your consciousness leaves the body. And, and, and what near-death experiences constantly um, recall and report is that outside the body, the laws of physics are not the same as they are here. It's a completely different realm. Because what they've done their consciousness has done, the real them, the real I, um, has left the body, which is constantly processing information from the matrix. And that's what the matrix is. That's what the simulation is. It's a source of information. So if you look at the matrix movies, um, they didn't enter the matrix physically. They sat in a chair on a ship. What, how they entered the matrix was this uh, probe in the back of their uh, uh, head, back of their neck, where, where we have what? The reptilian brain it, within the human brain, what is also called the R-complex. So that was put in. And so the brain started to uh, process the information coming from the matrix. And as the brain processed, it, processed that in mind the people entered the matrix. And uh, what happens when you you play these um, virtual reality games and you put the headset on? The codes from the game are fed to the brain and the brain decodes them. The brain is not, I've been saying this for nearly 30 years, the brain is not the source of consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's... Um, a processor of information. And as long as that information is delivered to the brain in a form and within a band of frequency that it can uh, process, it will process that information. So if I'm sitting here, it's decoding the information from the simulation, which is an interactive uh, uh, in nature. But I put a headset on and it starts um, decoding that. And you can see from the reaction of people with these headsets on, et cetera, 
that, that, that to them, what's happening, and it's just codes going to the brain and being decoded, um, the, the, the virtual reality game is real. They're reacting as if it's real. And, and, and what we're looking at, I've been pointing this out for a long time, this is all part of the uh, manipulation of human perception and the, the absorption of human, human consciousness into a, uh, a, a digital cyber uh, reality. This is the metaverse uh, in part that uh, Zuckerberg is uh, going on about. Um, that uh, the level of, of computer um, potential now is getting closer and closer and closer to the point where the virtual reality of the game will be indistinguishable from the virtual reality, that's what it is, that we call um, the real world. Uh, so uh, the brain is the stadium in which all this is played out. The human mind, what I call body-mind, is the stadium in which this is all played out. And to control that, you have to control the information that people receive, and you have to control, therefore, the perceptions that people have because those perceptions become that person's behavior and collectively human behavior becomes human society. Uh, and uh, so that's the process. It, it, it's all playing out in the realm of, of perception. And if you look at the uh, COVID era, well, there you go. People have acted as they have. They've either gone under house arrest meekly and, and, and scuffled around each other, terrified of going in near anybody. Uh, because they have, their perception is there's a deadly virus and all this nonsense. Um, and then there's others who haven't done that because they don't have the perception that there's a deadly virus. They realize it's a nonsense. And, and therefore, they have completely different um, uh, traits of behavior. Everything is perception. Everything. <clears throat> but I kind of want to ask at that point, is this, is this uh, you've recently released your latest book, is that correct? Uh, perceptions of a renegade mind yeah yeah so uh, i mean is this a central focus of the book i was going to i was going to sort of want to talk about that at some point but um is this well is the, it... um, the 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 uh the focus is that perception equals reality but there's many other elements to it i mean mm. it, it it points out with supporting evidence that um there is no virus and it's all a scam um to that extreme extent but I mean, uh, in the end, it does come down to what are the answers? What are the answers? Well, the answers are to change your perception because your current perception is what is creating this. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the nature of reality and how we interact with it, the illusory nature of physical reality is kept from us overwhelmingly in the mainstream because it's absolutely crucial that we don't know that because the cult does know that. Mm -hmm. See, we, we have these two worlds of the cult, the Global Secret Society Network, representing the uh, interests and agenda of this non-human force, and then we have the rest of the population. And the difference between the two is knowledge. This cult not only controls, but created what we call the education system. It owns the media. It owns Silicon Valley. I mean, your Facebooks, your Googles, and your YouTube's um, uh, uh, now owned by Google. They, 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 what? They're all um, the um, under the control of this global cult. And so, what they're doing is they're controlling information from the earliest age. When you go to the uh, the earliest school, they're controlling information because information becomes perception, and perception becomes behavior. So, what they need to do is limit the information, not least about the nature of reality, 
uh, from the population. That's basically two major, major areas. There's lots of others, but mm. two major areas they have to keep from us for this to, to work, what they're doing is the nature of reality, who we really are, what this really is and how we interact with it and how our perceptions become our experienced reality. And the other thing is, of course, to keep from us the, the agenda they have for the world so that the, the population perceives a very clear set of um, stepping stones to an, an outcome as just random events that have no, uh, no connection. So that has to be kept from us. And, and so they call them secret societies for a reason. They're keeping secrets and they're keeping secrets from whom? The population. And they're keeping secrets from each other because these secret society networks are fiercely compartmentalized. So only the few, even then, know the big story and the big, the big information. So um, they know and they don't want to keep from us that our perceptions become our experienced reality. Therefore, they know that if they can control our perceptions, they will dictate our experienced reality. If they can get us to believe that we have no power, that we are just a little me and, and have no power to influence anything, then that perception will become that person's behavior and they'll become you know, nodding dogs in the back of the car to whatever authority tells them to do. Have this jab, yeah, yeah, and then you can go back to normal. Oh, thank you. No, no, you've got to have a second one now. Go back to, oh, okay, I'll have a second one. And now you've got to have a third. Then we go back to normal. Okay, another third. And then a fourth. And then uh, so it goes on. Um, and, and that's what happens when you, you have these, uh, these, um, these desperately limited sense of perception, your own power and your own ability to impact your own reality. Um, and what they're trying to do, um, just very quickly, you, uh, Every time we think and every time we feel, we're generating a frequency that relates to how we think and how we feel. So joy and love is a very high frequency. Depression and, and anxiety is a very low frequency. Now, they want to keep us in low frequencies um, because they, they hold us in the simulation then, which is basically a very low frequency uh, uh, phenomenon. Um, and this um, amalgamation of our thoughts frequencies and our emotional frequencies is what we call human perception. The amalgamation of that is what we call, this is how we see the world. And so how we see the world um, perceptually is represented in the frequency field that we're generating. And we are living in a sea of energy consciousness, uh, just like, fish and sea life swimming in the ocean what connects all the fish the ocean does um and if you want to for instance get to all the fish at the same time you need to get to the ocean and then you then you will but so what's connecting us it's a sea of energy of consciousness of potential of possibility and um the five senses can't pick that up the five senses are and I would say not by accident, are um, able to decode only a tiny band of frequency, which basically relates to the frequency band of what we call objects, form. So I'm in this room and I'm looking around and I'm seeing objects and I'm seeing empty space between them. That's what the five senses do. They, they see everything as apart from everything else. This is why you'll never connect dots into what's going on in the world if you only do it through the five senses, because the five senses can only see dots. 
And so the, on this energetic level, as we are generating and, and, and uh, vibrating our uh, perceptual uh, state as a frequency field, that's the level that we're interacting with possibility and probability field. And so if we um, perceive ourselves as little me, I have got no power in that limited sense, then that's the frequency uh, band that we're going to interact with the field of possibility and probability. And we are going to manifest a self-fulfilling prophecy from that of you have no power because that's the level that you are operating and interacting with. And the feedback loop delivers your, basically the feedback loop uh, between the two is delivering your perceptions back to you as an experience. Mm -hmm. And when you, um, when you then redefine uh, your self-identity from I am my human labels, i.e. I am my five senses alone, to I am the consciousness having an experience called the labels, um, then you are seeing yourselves in much more expanded terms. And as you expand your sense of self-identity, the, the, the frequency field that you're generating, the perceptual field that you're generating, is expanding as your sense of self expands. As your sense of your own power expands, it is expanding. And therefore, those people are interacting with possibility and probability in a much more extended range and a much higher frequency. And thus, what they are manifesting as perception and human um, experience is very different. And I've just described, actually, in energetic frequency terms, the difference between those in the COVID era who do, who do whatever they're told and those who question everything and will not have the jab because they've questioned it and they've seen what it is. Uh, this is, this is actually um, the, the foundation. Now imagine that you're this cult and you know about this interaction, but you keep it from the population you know all you've got to do is control the population's perception and you control their experience. This is what's going on. Um, and um, this is where the answers lie. We change our perceptions, we change the world, because what is the world? It's just, an, it's just the sum total of human perception made manifest as human behaviour. Well, I mean, that's extremely, extremely succinctly put. Do you feel like at the head of the snake, if I can call it the head of the snake, they are, I mean, what level of awareness do you think that, they, that exists in that, in that group or network of people as far as the metaphysics of what you're talking about, the self-awareness that you're, you're talking about? I mean, obviously, they seem to have some level of um, occult fascination and interest. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm always curious, to, to, you know, because we're always on the outside looking in there. We never really know because we're not in, in those meetings and yeah. <laughs> events. Well, I, I, I can talk about that. Um, the... Um, if you want a description of them in terms of truly expanded consciousness, they're a bunch of bloody idiots. They really are. And people say to me, oh, you, you, you can't call them morons because, you know, they, 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 they know things. Well, I call them morons, a Gates, your Fauci's, your, your Swabs and all these other people, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, they're morons. And, and the reason I say that is, uh, at what level am I coming from when I call them morons? This one, anyone that is so um, distorted 
and so inverted in their consciousness, so limited in their awareness, so limited in the heart and what we call love, that they would want to do what they're doing and they would want to control people uh, for the sake of controlling them. They are morons. The, the, the reason they, are, they have been able to have this power dynamic this far is because they're in a tiny box of perception. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, have you seen Fauci and Gates and, and Schwab? Oh, they're, I mean, they're clowns. They're clowns. I mean, they're clowns. Of course they're clowns. And there's people in the background that think they're not clowns, but they're clowns. They just don't realize it because they're idiots. But what they've done is they're in this small box and they put humans in a smaller one. So they have a, a knowledge information advantage. This is why they have to put us in a, in a small box. They are the one-eyed man in the kingdom of the blind. That's what they are. It's very appropriate. They have the, the all-seeing eye as their, um, as their symbol because they are a one-eyed man. They're a mm -hmm. bloody bunch of idiots. Um, and, and, and when we become two-eyed, third-eyed uh, uh, people, then they're just gone. It's over. And they know it. That's, that's why there's incredible insecurity among them. There really is. They're terrified of being found out because they know the mathematics, the numbers game alone will mean it's over. Uh, so um, what they do is that they um, hoard this significant information, this crucial information, where they're taking the world and the nature of reality from the population. That, that's why they do it. Uh, uh, and if they didn't, then they wouldn't be able to do what they uh, what what they're doing. No, no. It's it's been uh, you've been on the trail for thirty plus years now. I mean, the last two years of the the Cooties nineteen circus, um, you must have had a lot of moments where you were sitting there going, "I try, I told you so. I tried to warn you. This is where it's all going." Right? <laughs> I mean, endless. Yeah, but you know, um, you can. Um, you can you can get frustrated, which is easily done, and and you can get I told you so, but then you go well uh, that's not going to take us on, is it? So uh, what do we do? How do we push this forward? And I, I have been saying over the years, you know, and they said, well, you know, how do you see it playing out? I said it's got to get really bad. It really has. It's got to get really bad uh, before enough people will wake up to it. Because unless it's, unless it's become, and, it, and it's now becoming very much, I say now becoming, it's already become, but nowhere where they're near where they need, want to go. When it becomes really bad, then you can't, you can't find a getaway car. And what I mean by that is people really don't want to face up to what's happening in the world. And I do understand that. Who wants to face up to the level of pure or undiluted evil that we're dealing with? Mm. So if you um, uh, um, have a, an escape route, or you think you do, from facing it, then you'll take it. And one of the escape routes is absolute unmovable <laughs> denial <laughs> that this is happening. And the, the, the way that you do that is to persuade yourself, because that's what you're doing, you're persuading yourself, that these people who malevolently have lied to you um, quite obviously and blatantly since the start of the COVID era, they were lying before, but it's never been more obvious, 
are actually not lying to you. You have to go into those states of denial because then you can, and, and, and a lot of the, a lot, not all, but a lot of the, uh, the fury, the, the almost un inexplicable, if you look at it, fury and condemnation of those that have bought it against those that haven't, that's one collective expression of change the subject, don't want to hear it. Because what people like me are saying is, actually, there is a scale of evil that is almost impossible to grasp that is behind all this. They don't want to hear that because they're trying to convince themselves that's not true. But, and what, what's happening, um, you would have seen this yourself, mate, we've all seen it, is that as this moves on and people realize there is no end to it, when the two jabs and back to normal becomes three jabs and four jabs. And by the way, instead of going back to normal, you've had your two jabs, you've had your third jab, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, you still gotta wear a mask, right? That when they see this, um, they more and more are saying, okay, I got it, I got it. And, and, and they are seeing and coming out of denial and realizing that actually there is something to face here. This is why a lot of the two jabbers now are actually coming over to um, to the protest side mm. because they're realizing that this is not meant to end, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and if it's not meant to end, then who the hell is behind it, and to what to to, to what goal? Mm. So uh, it is it is um, kind of um, getting people to break off from the "I'll buy it and won't question it" uh, mm. uh, lobby, but there's still obviously the vast numbers of people that are in such denial, either oh. because they're trying to persuade themselves that of something they don't want to face, or because they simply do not think. Mm. And then there's, a, then there's another group uh, within that that does see it to an extent, realizes they're not being told the truth, but they're too terrified to um, stand up against it that they go along with it anyway. So you've got all this going on here, this, this psychological soup that is complying and conforming. And then you've got the awakening um, who can see through it. And that is simply the difference between being const uh, completely uh, focused through the five senses and only perceiving the world of the five senses and those that have expanded their awareness beyond the five senses so they can tap into insight, knowledge, awareness, intuitive knowing that the five senses cannot do. That's mm. the difference. Yeah, it's, it's that five sense sort of person there in that state where they're, they're, they're completely externally focused. So they're the people who are watching the TV. They don't know what to do with themselves unless it's coming from a soundbite somewhere dictating from the outside in, you know, but they're not internally moved. I saw, a, I saw a, 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 like a funny postcard once. It was absolutely brilliant. It was before the COVID era, but it was so... Uh, applicable and it was like a cocktail party with, with with sheep and they were they were holding their glasses of wine and in the background uh, the sheepdog was just coming through the door and one of them says oh thank god now we'll know what to do yeah. <laughs> right and, and, and it's like you, you, you what you've just described is absolutely right um and it's uh, a consciousness based on bewilderment if you only uh, focus on the five senses and that's your reality then 
you don't you, any, you don't know anything about the world. You are reactive because basically your brain is decoding information from the simulation. That's what the five senses do. And um, you have no radar from an expanded state of consciousness that can then filter that information coming from the simulation. So the simulation information becomes your reality. And this is what I say. Another uh, great um, difference between the um, people buying it and the people not buying it is where the conclusion comes, where they conclude their sense of reality. So with the, um, those that buy it, their conclusion comes at the start of the process because there is no process. Yep. Their conclusions come direct from authority. And um, so they, they have no processing of that information. The information comes and it, it's their reality. Uh, whereas um, awakening people, the conclusion comes at the end of the process. They take information from authority. They take information from those that are questioning authority and they process that into their conclusion of what's going on. The, the, the conclusion is at the end of the process. So what um, uh, the uh, five sense people are doing, the five sense, what I call press enter people are doing is simply taking from the five sense reality world the conclusions they're told to have by authority, and it doesn't move beyond the five senses. It, 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 the five senses process it, uh, you can call it processing, immediately into a conclusion, and that's how things are. Whereas awakening people, that five sense information then goes into a deeper level of awareness, consciousness, where it gets processed and questioned and, and delivered as a very different conclusion. Uh, so um, the five senses are the prison. And, and I've been uh, pointing out all these decades that the foundation of human control by this fo uh, force, this cult, is to um, isolate um, human awareness, human reality in the five senses and to disconnect us from expanded states of awareness. Uh, and it's like um, having a, a computer symbolic of, the five sense world of five senses, the five sense, what I call body mind and the, uh, the operator symbolic of expanded consciousness. When the two are working together, all is fine, but, but you get uh, what they call a, a computer virus that starts taking over the operating system. And suddenly the computer, the operating system symbolic of body mind goes its own way. It's not listening. It's not hearing anymore. You're tapping the keys. You're banging the mouse. Nothing's responding. And what um, we are looking at um, is what I've been, again, writing about for a lot of the years, way back, is that humanity is uh, controlled by a mind virus. It's possessed by a mind virus. Uh, and, and this mind virus is the, is the equivalent of a computer virus. And this mind virus is this um, ultimately this non-human force. And uh, more recently, I've written about this in Perceptions of a Renegade Mind. Um, I came across this um, Native American concept of Wetiko. Mm -hmm. I was fascinated to read about it, you know, about 18 months ago now, because um, Wetiko to the, the Cree uh, tribal people in America, but the other Native American uh, uh, groups have um, this, the same concept. They call it slightly different names. But Wetiko is a mind virus. That's how they describe it. Yeah. And it, it, it basically takes over the operating system. What is the body? 
It's the operating system. Mm -hmm. It decodes the simulation into a sense of physical reality, which isn't physical at all. It's all in here. Uh, it's a holographic, uh, um, illusory physical reality. But this is an operating system. And, and, and what this Watiko uh, does, and, and th the other thing about this is, you know, w when I started to realize in the early 1990s that this, uh, this control was going on and how it was done, I then thought, well, it's not just started. So when did it start? And I started looking at ancient cultures and going way back. And you can pick it up way uh, uh, back in what we call history. And so in the different cultures, you find this same recurring theme of this hidden force that um, ultimately is not human, uh, manipulating human society. And everything in the end. I mean, we can talk about reptilians, okay. We can talk about the greys that, that are part of this and are um, subordinate to the reptilians. And we can talk about other non-human groups uh, and, and species that, that interact with this uh, world um, um, over the ages. But in the end, it doesn't matter whether you're a human, whether you're black, white, or sky blue, pink, or whether you're um, a reptilian or a grey or whatever. What's dictating your behavior is your consciousness. Mm -hmm. And this Watiko mind virus is what is driving the reptilians, this, this reptilian group, not necessarily all reptilian species, but the reptilian group that we're talking about. It's driving them as it's driving this cult. They're all Watiko, expressions of Watiko. It's Watiko, the state of consciousness we call Watiko, this inverted, chaotic, um, uh, distorted state of consciousness that is behind it all. No matter, you know, it's this species, that species, this extraterrestrial, this human, don't matter. It's the consciousness that's driving their behavior. And in the end, you, you all roads lead to Watiko. Um, and Watiko, by its very distorted nature, is stupid, hence, these people are stupid and they only uh, have power because they uh, basically make humans more stupid by suppression of information and knowledge than they are. Uh, and because um, this Witiko consciousness is so distorted and so um, inverted, it's a, in a very, very low state of frequency. Um, and therefore, when you open your heart, you go into um, high expanded states of frequency it can't touch it because mm -hmm. you're on such a different frequency to it that it can't influence you. Just like two radio stations passing on different frequencies can't interfere with each other unless they're really close on the dial. So what they, what they have worked to do, they have to work to do these expressions of Watika is to hold humanity in a low frequency state. How do you do that? You hold them in a low perceptual state and the frequency then takes care of its bloody self. Uh, and uh, because this, this Watiko is so distorted, it cannot feed or cannot get sustenance from the general energetic field. It, it cannot get sustenance from, from the source, if you like, the high frequency source, it can't. So it has to set up a, um, a means of energetic sustenance mm -hmm. to um, bring about its energetic power as it perceives it. Um, and uh, where does it get it from? It gets it from humans. 
it gets it from humans by putting humans in a low frequency state that matches Watiko, which means that um, Watiko can absorb the energy coming off those humans because it's the same frequency they are. And so when in the, the Matrix movies, which were highly symbolic of mm. what's going on, for whatever reason they, they were, I note there's another one coming up soon. I'll be interested to see that. What, it should be what, good. Where it goes. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, it's like, <laughs> is this preemptive programming or, or, or are they actually yeah. trying to expose it? You know, you, 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 um, you have to take your pick and whatever. But when um, the Morpheus character holds up the battery, and says the machines in the matrix um, have turned humans into one of these. He was, he was talking a profound truth because mm -hmm. that's what we are. And, and so the more we open our hearts and go into high frequency states, we are, we are disconnecting from being a food source of Wutiko and, and actually uh, empowering it. So I go into this in uh, Perceptions of a Renegade Mind. Um, what this Wutiko um, is setting up all over the place to achieve this to, to both hold people in a low frequency state and feed off the energy they therefore generate is having Watiko fighting Watiko all over the place. They are. If, if, if you have brutal police officers coming in, Watiko, that's, why that, that's, what, that's what's controlling them. And you, you have um, the same energy uh, fighting them, Watiko's fighting Watiko. Mm. And, and Watiko wins uh, every time. Basically what they're doing, what they're doing, they're literally... They are creating two polarities to generate the, the electrical force which they feed on. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it, this, this is a, a case of, um, of us um, moving out of a Wetiko response. I mean, years ago, when I was, uh, when I was a journalist, in fact, just after I started this, actually, um, there were a lot of um, marches in London one was uh, uh, marching of supporters of what was called the National Front, which was kind of a fascistic organization. You know, they're in government now, <laughs> Johnson uh, and, um, and Daniel Andrews and all the others. Yeah. Um, but um, and then you had the anti-fascist marchers who were doing a march against the march. And I talked to a police officer one time and he said, you know something, mate? He said, when you when you police these these marches one against the other, you can't tell who's who. <laughs> uh, only by the banners, because the behavior is the same, and that's Watiko mm. fighting Watiko. Uh, and so um, we have to come from a much a greater a spiritual um, level, where um, we um, we have the strength to to say no and to stand with it. And, and to not submit, but we don't come from this aggressive state of hatred, um, which you see so much, so much um, over the years, over the decades, so much opposition comes from the same uh, basic frequency, emotional state as those they're opposing. It, it's a phrase I've used for a long time, uh, what you fight, you become. Mm -hmm. We don't need to fight these people. We need to stop cooperating with them. And it's not the same thing. Yeah. You don't even have to shout no loudly. You just have to say it and mean it. No, no, not doing it. No, no, not doing it. And it's simple as that. Because without our cooperation, this cannot uh, prevail. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what, what they're doing now, because they know the awakening 
um, who are showing themselves very clearly by not having the jab, the, the, those that are not only awakening to the point where they see it, but they're awakening to the point where they're not going to submit to it, they know that those people are the only ones who are going to bring this down. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll get more um, kind of coming off um, from the, the jab to which they realize they've been had. Um, but basically, it's this, this awakening group that's actually going to uh, bring this down. Uh, and so they're, they're demonizing us and, and trying to marginalize us and exclude us from society. One, to, um, to get us to have the jab, no bloody chance, I'll die first. And the other is to, th th this is the point, to rid society and its institutions of those that can see. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've been reading today how in some American states, they're bringing in the military to help out in um, healthcare, in the healthcare industry because of all the people that have left because they were, would refuse the jab. So they're sacking all these healthcare workers in a situation they say is all about health, absolutely the reverse. Um, and, and they're impacting on people's health. They're, they're saying to people in the American military, if, um, if you don't have the jab, you're out. They're saying it all throughout society, you don't have the jab, you're out. Because what they want to do is purge the military, purge the police, purge the health service, purge every significant um, institution of those who can see mm -hmm. and those who are willing to stand up for what they can see. Uh, and therefore, um, leaving only the nodding dogs, the compliant and the psychopathic, to, uh, to run these institutions um, completely. Because you don't want people, say, in the American military, who would say, um, sorry, I'm not following this order. You're asking me to fire on American citizens. I'm not doing that. Um, you don't want them. So th th this not having the jab is, uh, is basically putting those people on public display. You, you know, um, and, and they, they're getting rid of them. But, you know, we are, um, we are here, those who are awakening, we are here to do what we came to do. You know, when we, when we come into this simulation, uh, we pass through what I, what I call a veil of forgetfulness. Mm -hmm. And you, you basically forget. Um, you, 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 you know, you see these, these symbolic, like, guns and stuff. I think they used them in Men in Black or something. And I see it from time to time. Uh, they, they use these, these, these guns where they put them to the head and they just they put, pull the trigger and like a light comes out or a laser. The person just forgets. There's something about this simulation that when you enter it, it, it you go into a, 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 a um, you go through a um, a, a place that uh, a veil of forgetfulness. Mm -hmm. Now, some <clears throat> can still remember when they come through, but the, the the challenge is for all of us to remember and uh, to remember the nature of the eye, who we really are and the nature of why we came and the nature of the reality that we're experiencing. And, and more and more people are awakening to that while in the simulation, which is real bad news for the, for the cult. But, um, it, um, and so we've come in here in large numbers in this period to, um, to bring this nonsense to an end once and for all, because um, 
it had to get really bad. Only in this cycle could anything be done because it only had to, it had to get really bad for, for people to start responding to it and uh, focusing upon it. And uh, so um, the, if, if, if I could just quickly go into um, a, a, a quick uh, sequence that will, um, that will lead me around to where I, where I yeah, am now. Absolutely. Um, what do we have to become to, to bring an end to this? This, this is um, something I, I have seen in common theme across the cultures in different forms with different names and different emphasis, but the same basic theme. But I'm going to take the biblical theme because um, that's one that people know. Um, once upon a time, we uh, that are now called human, the consciousness that we now call human, operated on a much higher frequency because there is um, a version of Earth, the original, the prime, um, the prime reality of Earth, that operates on a much higher frequency. And uh, it's, it's not dense matter. It's, um, it's a much higher ethereal frequency, which means lots of things are possible uh, that are not possible here in, in the realm of dense matter. Um, then this reptilian group, um, which is honestly, it's unbelievable how common that this reptilian theme is around the ancient cultures. Um, then sought to entice uh, human consciousness, a lot of it anyway, that we call human now. There was no human there. We were something else. Um, into an um, illusory state. And so, and this is described in things like the Gnostic writings that were found in Nagamadi in um, Egypt in uh, 1945 in an earthen jar. They seem to have been put in there about 400 A.D., and they describe how the world is controlled by a non-human force they call archons, which is Greek for rulers, and how these archons created a fake reality and how this world is a fake reality created by the, quote, devil. Um, and when I've read those writings, and I've got two massive books up there uh, of them, they're obviously, they're obviously in their own way describing a simulation. Mm -hmm. And what they said, um, and this is, this, is, this is my take on it as well, is that um, a fake digital copy, actually ultimately a, a waveform copy, um, which plays out as digital, of prime reality Earth, prime reality reality, was taken and it's the equivalent of downloading a website taking a copy of a website and when you immediately take the copy your copy is exactly the same as the original now even though you've got a copy the original is still existing it's still what it was before but you've got a copy of it now and because you've got a copy you can change it because you now control the copy and the copy is the simulation and so they um, have changed the, the copy um, through this process so that um, uh, vast elements of original 
earth reality no longer apply here. It's all been changed. It's all, the, the frequency has been lowered, you know, and um, everything's been, um, been changed. Uh, virtually everything has changed, but there are certain elements of the interaction and the connection that we have from pri within prime reality that they can't actually delete here. This is what they're trying to do by connecting AI to the human mind. Uh, uh, this is what, what the AI agenda is all about. What is AI? I say it's this non-human force seeking to uh, absorb, assimilate human consciousness, um, which has many traits that it doesn't have and can't have in its psychological state. So we start out as uh, this consciousness, this state of consciousness in a much higher frequency uh, realm of um, reality and the earth is very different it's it's about joy it's about love it's about all the things that we want to bring bring here and why 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 do so many people have this emptiness i've had it they have this emptiness they have this longing but they don't know what they're longing for they don't know why they feel empty they don't know why they have this sense of loss. Well, that sense of loss is disconnection from their true self and the, the true reality from which they came. So if we come into the biblical story, um, I've been saying this for years and years and years, that um, the Genesis God is actually an amalgamation into a single God to bewilder us and misdirect us. But actually, the God of, of Genesis is the, the, the angry God, uh, the, the bloodthirsty God, the I am the only God, no other God but me, is actually an amalgamation of these reptilian gods, because that's how they were perceived as gods. And so when um, the Old Testament God at the start of Genesis uh, creates the world, um, I say that what's being described is the creation of the simulation. And when, when, when this God is, is given the words, let there be light and there was light, yes, electromagnetic light. That's what the simulation is. It's electromagnetic light within the speed of light. This is not light. You know, people, people look at light and they say, oh, yeah, of the light. But actually, th that's not the light. This is electromagnetic light. This is the light of the simulation they're talking about, not knowing. Mm -hmm. when, when you talk to near-death experiences and you read their accounts, when they, when, they, when they leave the body and leave this at least this level of the simulation, um, it's, it, it, it's a very different kind of light. It's not mm. this fierce body light that we have here, like electromagnetic light. Mm. And the, the Gnostics describe this in the Nagamadi writings. Nagamadi being about 75 miles north of Luxor, where they, they describe the light of prime reality as like watery light. They said of this light that it casts no shadows. It's a very different light. This light is the simulation. And let there be light was the creation of the simulation. I go into this in some of the books. Um, and then what happened in Genesis? Uh, Adam and Eve turn up. But who are Adam and Eve? They're symbolic of, 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 of humans. Mm -hmm. And they got cast out of paradise. What was paradise? It was prime reality. And they, they came into um, this, uh, this reality. They were enticed into this reality. And these, this, these reptilian gods were 
manifesting these bodies to attach this consciousness to the simulation so they could interact with it and thus uh, um, grasp and um, uh, enslave and entrap their consciousness. And what does that mean? Their sense of um, perception. And so who was the villain in the Garden of Eden? Um, the Garden of Eden being symbolic of um, prime reality. Was, um, it was the, the snake. I mean, does anyone think that we're, we're talking about a, a snake that can speak? It's symbolic of these this reptilians. And then, and, and then how, did, how, did, how did this fall happen? The fall, the fall of man, as it's called. Well, what is that? It's the fall down the frequencies into dense matter, into the simulation. And so Adam and Eve, who then went to procreate the species, um, the... The, the, the simulation uh, attaching bodies, they were said to have fallen down the frequencies when they were given the knowledge of good and evil. So what is good and evil? It's polarity. Mm. It's polarity. This, this simulation is based on polarity. It's like, how does electricity work? Polarity. And so um, they fell down the frequencies into the realm of polarity into the simulation because in prime reality you don't have um polarity it's all it's all oneness everything is unified unity that's why it's a very different <coughs> a very different um experience a very different reality to this um uh, duality that we uh, experience and what happened this is bring up a point you made a, a bit earlier about this cult and what they know. They created humans, uh, the human form, with a, um, a certain frequency of DNA. And what I mean by that is um, it's been known, I've written about this in the books for 20 odd years, that um, DNA is a receiver transmitter of information. That there's a, some Russian scientists have been right at the cutting edge of this. Uh, and so the nature of your DNA um, is dictating the frequency that it's operating on, what, it, what, what it's um, transmitting and what it's receiving. And that's impacting on your, um, not only on your perception, it's impacting upon what you can access and what you can't. Mm -hmm. You know, if you um, look at the, the visual band of frequency that humans could see, for instance, it's insane. According to mainstream science, the electromagnetic spectrum, basically the simulation, is 0.005% of what exists, uh, even within what they call the universe. The universe is just the simulation, actually. And visible light, which is the only band of frequency that we can see, um, is a smear, and it is a smear, of the 0.005%. Now, when I first came across that a long, long time ago, I thought that's ridiculous. Who the bloody hell created that? That we could see so little um, through these, these body um, decoding systems. Well, we see so little because we're meant to see so little. The more you see, the more you know. And then what happened is they, they created another group of um, another form of human, if you like, and I mentioned this earlier, by infusing into that 
much greater reptilian genetics. I mean, we have reptilian genetics in our bodies for that same reason, but they have a bigger infusion of them to the point where they are a hybrid of reptilian, uh, a reptilian field and a human field. And they made their DNA operate on a higher um, receiver transmission system. So those people in those um, bloodlines can see more than we could see. It's another way that they put us in the box while they sit in their little box, but we're in a smaller one, right? And again, this is why these um, reptilian bloodlines in, in all their different forms, reptilian human bloodlines have incessantly interbreeded through the ages because they want to hold this DNA code, which receives and transmits on that frequency that gives them that advantage. And, and, and this is why they're doing the rituals. When they're doing the rituals and stuff, all that stuff, they can, they, they can see into the visual field further than humans can. Uh, and uh, it, obviously, that's a big advantage to them. Uh, but uh, this, this, is, this is the background to it. And, um, and, and so these uh, human-reptilian hybrid bloodlines are the equivalent of the, um, the humans in the avatar movie who took on an outer shell that looked like the blue people so they could infiltrate humans uh, the blue people society these reptilians have taken on this this human form though it's one part of it is massively reptilian but they've taken on this human form so they can infiltrate human society take over all the positions of power and um and, and take over human society and that's why the agenda uh of this cult now is so unbelievably anti-human because that what they're doing is they're going for their end game to completely take over human society why why would uh, the gates of people like that be funding uh, uh, changes in the um in the earth atmosphere because they're increasingly changing everything to suit them uh, so that they can then manifest here um uh, in in ways that they can't uh, uh, um yet um, permanently anyway, because of what I said earlier. When the copy was taken of prime reality, it was prime reality in a copy form. Um, and therefore, there are massive elements of the copy that, that they have had to work on changing so that they can manifest in it. Uh, and so um, this is why all these things are happening. So it, putting up low orbit satellites led by this guy, this psychopath, cult-owned Elon Musk, who's been named Person of the Year by Time, I see today. Um, uh, absolutely um, uh, predictable. Is leading these, um, these companies, putting tens and tens of thousands of low-orbit satellites firing um, 5G and then 6G and 7G at the Earth. What they're doing is they're changing the frequency uh, nature of the earth and everything's about frequency uh how you think is based on frequency if you can um uh, fire frequencies carrying information that the brain within the, the frequency band of the, the the brain will process then you can you can you can take over the minds of the entire population and this is this is what this is all being created for um and there's two things that have, uh, have been very difficult to get across um, 
over this 30 odd years, you know, coming up 32 now. Uh, one is the scale of absolute evil that we're dealing with, because people don't have it in their lives, well, they're starting to see it now, but, but up to this point, they haven't really had it in their lives. Uh, most people haven't anyway, so they can't comprehend that level of evil. It, you, you get, oh, no, no one would ever do that. Oh, well, they would. They get off on it. And the other thing is the, the absolute scale of what's going on. Even the vastness um, in its impact of the COVID uh, era is only an element in a much bigger picture. And that, that's the thing, like the, these dictators through history have said stuff like that. They've gone, well, the bigger the lie that you tell, the harder it is, harder it is to get people to see through it because they don't want yeah. to imagine that, they've, that the people at the, at, the, at the podium with the microphone are lying to them on that scale, these people with all the power and the influence and the money. You know, we'd rather believe in the fairy tale that they're like our surrogate benevolent parent figures and we can trust them. They're looking out for our best interests and let's not look under the hood of what's going on there just in case it doesn't, doesn't turn out quite like that. Exactly right. Spot on. <laughs> did, you, did you before... I was just I was going back to you know the the Cooties nineteen era, and you you know you're talking about how we we're here at this point in time to you know to challenge and break down this illusion and to awaken to the greater reality. Did you feel like when they kicked off the the Cooties nineteen era and the scam that were you kind of like did you have one of those moments where you were like oh here we go like this is this is it this is our time I mean you obviously always felt like you're on a mission anyway but. When that happened, what was your kind of response? That this is our time. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I knew um, from the start that um, the COVID thing was uh, a hoax. Um, what, I, um, to, to, um, what I what I called over the years a problem reaction solution or a no problem reaction solution in truth um, to justify transformation of human society. Um, the question was, what, what, what form did the hoax take? What form did the, the problem really take? But I knew, I knew it was a scam because of the potential that was so blatantly obvious for um, using it to totally transform human society. You can see that from the start. And I, I, could, I could see the, the, the vaccine coming, uh, or fake vaccine as it is. I could see that coming as the punchline as well. Um, but what, what kind of hoax was it? And the reason that um, I, I could see that it was is that uh, I've studied these people for, um, for over 30 years uh, and I've studied them psychologically. And that's important because if you get how they think, then um, you, you, can, you can start to, uh, to, to, to get a lot of um, insight. And over the years, yes, of course, there are things that have happened in the world never let a good crisis go to waste and all that stuff, um, where things have happened and, and, and the cult has seen an opportunity to, um, to surfboard this um, situation to advance its agenda. Of course that happens. But when something happens in the world that has the potential to push this agenda forward by enormous leaps, that's never... Uh, something they weren't planning that's something they planned mm -hmm. and the more that as we moved into the early uh, weeks of 2020 uh, 20, 
the more information came to light that it actually was planned uh, through Invent 201 with Gates and Schwab's organization, et cetera. Going back to the Rockefeller document of 2010 that was describing this. Um, it, it was obviously planned. And another thing that you, you could see that it was planned was how fast it played out. Mm. Um, it, it, everything played out so fast. So you knew they knew it was coming. So then the question was, um, what's the nature of this so-called virus? And I heard the people in the alternative media in the, uh, like January, February of 2020 were saying, oh, you know, it, it, it's been released on purpose, <laughs> released from the Wuhan lab. Um, and I, I, okay, okay, I, I was open to the possibility at that time in those first few weeks, but w- what made me uh, seriously doubt um, that this was true is that, again, studying their psychology, these people are suffering from immense levels of insecurity. I mean, don't let anyone think their bravado and their arrogance is, is, is an expression of their security. It's not. It's an expression to cover their insecurity, not least from themselves. They are terrified of being found out. Because this is where all the censorship goes on. They're terrified of being found out because they know from the numbers game alone, it's over if they are and enough people realize what's happening. So they, this, this incredible level of insecurity demands for them that there are never, in any way that they can control, any states of flux. What I mean by that is that the outcome is never in doubt. They can't, they can't live with an outcome they can't call. That makes, them, that makes them very, very nervous and insecure. So if you look at uh, how they work, um, they want to control all sides so that they can control the outcome. So in a football match, they would have to control both teams and the referee. They would have to know what the score is going to be before the game starts. That's to overcome their insecurity. And why I mention that is that I looked at it from that perspective and I could not see that with that level of insecurity, they would release a infectious deadly agent that they would immediately lose control of. They'd immediately lose control of who had it, where it went, what its effect was. They'd lose control of all of it. I couldn't get my head around that. And I thought there's something else here. And of course, if you're going to control the outcome, so you're in control all along, and you want to get a bioweapon into people, you don't put it out as an infectious agent that can go anywhere and affect anybody. You put it in a vaccination. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you, you uh, create the illusion of the original virus. They're quite happy for you to think it came out of a Wuhan lab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as you believe in the virus, they got you. Exactly. Uh, and now they have complete control. We're seeing with these vials, a hell of a lot of them controls, uh, con- contain saline, neutral, no problem substances, uh, and, uh, and others contain absolutely deadly stuff um, that they can then control who has it, who doesn't, where it goes and where it doesn't go. Uh, and that fits absolutely their psychology. So then uh, in the spring of 2020, I, in the March, actually, I received a, a, a long email, detailed email 
written by a, a medical scientist in America who called the whole thing. He explained how they were, go, how they were uh, using a PCR test that wasn't testing for the virus, that couldn't test for infectious disease, and how what they were doing was in those early days, those early weeks, they were picking the most severe and extreme flu cases, and they were calling it COVID-19. And when those people died, as they were going to do from the flu, um, suddenly COVID-19, which was simply redesignated extreme flu, um, appeared to be more deadly than the flu. Mm -hmm. Because um, there was no ratio of someone who gets the flu and uh, you know a few days off and goes back to work to flu that kills people. There was only the flu that killed people. <laughs> so obviously it's going to look like, oh, God, this is far more deadly than the flu. It was just a scam. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the test, which the creator, of course, Kerry Mullis, said can't test for infectious disease and so on, um, uh, was used and is still being used as a, uh, a means to uh, give the illusion of cases, which of course flu disappears in the COVID era because it was redesignated COVID-19. And um, uh, then uh, you had this bizarre, I mean, has, has anyone, you know, of those that buy it, have they never stopped to ask themselves why for the first time in the history of healthcare, you, you, you uh, are being designated to have died of something, uh, even though you've died of anything else, yeah. within 28 days of a positive test with a PCR test that's not testing for the virus. What, what, do you, what do you mean 28 days within a positive test to die of anything? COVID-19 is on the death certificate. So that's where the, the deaths have come from, the, the illusion of the deaths. I'm not saying that people didn't die. I'm, asking, I'm saying they didn't die of COVID-19. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, then, um, you know, I was saying in that in that period, as the um, as this was playing out, they're going to come out with a variant, and and uh, you can't have a variant of a um, of a quote virus that doesn't exist and has never been shown to exist. It's not a uh, a scientific paper on planet Earth two years nearly on that shows that this virus exists. Uh, none. Because it doesn't, because it doesn't need to. It's only the perception which then exactly. leads to the real bioweapon, which is the, 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 the fake jab. So if we come around now to this Omicron, which they've completely made up, I mean, what was happening as we uh, moved into the last few weeks is, is that the pushback was coming. More and more people were getting it uh, and they were finding it more and more difficult to... Um, to, to impose their fascism in any credible way. It was certainly in Britain, they were really in trouble with their agenda. And so they come out with this Omicron out of nowhere, uh, an anagram appropriately for moronic, of course. Um, and, and now out of nowhere, they say it's all terribly uh, infectious and deadly. Oh, the, the, the Johnson's an, uh, uh, prime minister here has announced today the first Omicron death. And, and immediately the media just repeat it. Okay, so um, how do you know it was an Omicron death? Uh, how can you have a test for Omicron? Um, you haven't even got a test for the original. Um, and, and it's been explained to me by, um, by, by um, Andrew Kaufman, uh, a American doctor who has a forensic ability to dismantle this narrative. And he has been doing it since uh, the spring of 2020, when he says, look, there is no virus, he's absolutely right. Uh, he's been pointing out that what they're doing with this Omicron 
is they're fixing the test to make it look like it's more infectious. Uh, so uh, as he was saying, with the original virus and the Delta variant, all this nonsense, um, they were saying that the test had to pick up what they call three primers for a positive test. What they're saying now is that uh, to, 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 to test positive for Omicron, you only need two primers. Oh, wow. So uh, a great uh, swathe of what were previously negative tests, even by the nonsense of the test, are now positive. And so they're saying, see, because Omicron only has to pick up two, two primers, not three. So Omicron's more transmissible and all that stuff. Uh, so it's a complete scam. And it, it, it's, um, it, it rests in its ability to be successful on one of the great diseases of the human mind, and that's naivety. Mm-hmm. Naivety. Um, and, and part of naivety is to be naive because you don't want to go through the, the veil of denial and um, from naivety to reality. No, that's it. That's it. And I, I think it's bears repeating. Like I was saying from very early on, as soon as I looked at this, I actually wanted to ignore COVID from the start because I thought, okay, we've seen fake fake viral outbreaks before. We've seen that we've been through the song and dance before. I really wasn't interested until I realised it wasn't going away and they were actually rolling out the end game here. And I've, I've been saying for a while now, I mean, from quite early on, like you said just a moment ago, you don't need an actual virus or an infectious disease. All you need is the perception of one. And the media, the mass media machinery is crucial to that because as soon as you have the perception of that, people's behaviour shifts accordingly and they live as if there's the virus. They start masking, they start distancing, they start going and injecting themselves with things they know not what's in there. Um, it's the perception thing. And I just, I just think it bears repeating that you don't need a real threat. And we saw early on that the death rates were of 2020 were completely normal. They didn't go up. So how did you have a pandemic if no extra people are dying? You know, it's a perception thing yeah, completely. Exactly. Yeah, and, that, and now, of course, the excess deaths are flying through the roof because of the, 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 the fake vaccine. Um, yeah, yeah, you're you're, um, you're absolutely right, um, and uh, I, I call this uh, technique uh, prob- uh, problem reaction solution for when there's a real problem they've created. But this is a no problem reaction solution, just like <laughs> the human caused global warming, just like weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. They are no problem reaction solutions. But like you say, all you need is the perception, because from the perception, everything else comes. Because the the mind, the subconscious mind particularly, does not need something to be happening to um, respond. The body does not need something to be happening to respond. It only has to have the perception that it's happening. So if if you were sitting with someone, for instance, and and you give them a cup of tea and you sat there um, and they didn't know you, you didn't know who you were, and you said to them, um, you know that tea you've just drunk? Yeah was poisoned (laughs) right you watch their reaction oh my god oh my god oh god right oh oh no No, actually um there wasn't any poison in it i was only joking oh oh thank god they're fine then because the perceptions change but the perception there's poison in it they react as if there was poison in it and you tell them there's a deadly virus they'll react as if there's a deadly virus not because there is one but because they perceive there's one and that that's what the whole thing's you know i've said so many times in the last two years this uh, COVID-19 is a mind virus. 
It's the equivalent of a computer virus on the operating uh, operating system. That's what it is. It's not. It's not nothing. Nothing natural. I mean, you know, the, the what they're calling SARS-CoV-2, the code of SARS-CoV-2, is um, it's a it's a computer concoction. Mm-hmm. It's literally a computer virus. They've created it on a computer <laughs> in <laughs> gene banks. Yeah. And, and you've got this guy, um, Christian Drosten in uh, Germany, this crook of a virologist who came out in January, absolutely spot on the time uh, with a, uh, a protocol for the PCR test, the test for SARS-CoV-2. And then you had um, the, the FDA coming out with their protocols. And uh, they've had to admit that when they produced the protocols for the PCR test, still being used. They'd never seen a real virus. Nobody's ever seen a real virus. They were sent a computer version of it from China. And, <laughs> then, and then there was FDA documents not that long ago, a few months ago, where it talked about uh, having 59 different versions of the PCR test. Well, 59, you're, you're, it's a virus. You have well, one, don't you? Anyway, 59. And all 59 were based on computer versions of the virus because there, there's no natural virus. Mm, that's they made it, it up. They literally it's made just, it up. People, they made it up. <laughs> but like you said earlier, the bigger the lie, the more we'll believe it. Because you know, people say, "Oh, yeah, politicians lie," but they wouldn't lie that much. Oh, mm-hmm. they would. And and let's not let's not lose this fact. Um, I mentioned earlier that the uh, the cult is fiercely compartmentalized. The secret societies are fiercely compartmentalized. You go down the the, the Freemasonry lodge down the street from here. They haven't got a bloody clue what's going on. You know, they'll, they'll do a they'll, they'll use the secrecy for a few deals with council officials or something like that, and get a good, <laughs> good deal for a bit of land or something like that. But in terms of the big picture, they're bloody clueless. They haven't got a clue. Um, they had a the local lodge where I live they, years ago now. You know, when the people were starting to say, "Well, you know, Freemasonry and the police and everything," so they they tried to make themselves look um, look look warm and cuddly, right? They, it was coming out of the Grand Lodge in. Uh, Great Queen Street in London and so they they had an open day for the public and and I went in there you know and um, I I was uh, looking around and I was asking them questions and uh, these people genuinely hadn't got a bloody clue what was going on I was saying to them what um, what does that symbol mean or it's lost in antiquity well no it's not lost in antiquity I know what it means (laughs) you really don't know what it means but they don't Um, and, and so when you're looking at uh, and many politicians, not all of them, the key ones absolutely know, but a lot of politicians uh, and, and people in the in the system, they're just as brainwashed as anybody else. Completely. They actually believe in it. Yep. When some, when some, when some uh, um, corrupt, psychopathic, bloody uh, uh, health um, chief medical officer or scientist comes out and says, this is what's going on, uh, they, they believe it. They do. They um, do. It's an echo chamber in politics. So much of it's just an echo chamber. And um, a classic example of of what you're talking about was the Australian health minister who, uh, Greg Hunt, you probably have heard of him, Greg Hunt. And he came came out not that long ago. You know, of course, he's pushing the vaccine, he's pushing the whole agenda. And then he goes and actually gets the jab and immediately gets sick and has to be, you know, he spends time in hospital or whatever. So he's he's a classic example of these low-level idiots who don't have a clue what they're participating in. Absolutely right. And... uh, See, see I, I, I put a meme on the internet at the start of this um, in uh, uh, the spring of 2020, and it was a, it was a, a picture of planet Earth, and it said, um, controlled by psychopaths, run by idiots. 
<laughs> and that's the dynamic. It is the dynamic. It really is. You don't need many psychopaths to control a bunch of idiots. Mm, that's right. You don't need many sheepdogs to control a bunch of sheep. Uh, oh, absolutely right. Same analogy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. I could uh, I could sit here and do this all day, David, but I'm I'm aware of your time and I don't want to take you take your whole night up. But um, you know, is there any is there anything you want to any other last thread or something you want to pull on or just a message for people? Yeah, I, I would just say this to complete the cycle of that story of coming from prime reality down into uh, dense matter. Uh, we are being held in dense matter by our perceptions. And we're being held in dense matter by our self-identity. See, if, if we self-identify with the labels of uh, a human experience, uh, you know, uh, I am ours, I call them. I am a man, I am a woman, I am this religion, I am that race, I'm all I'm that sexuality. We're self-identifying with the, the means through which the simulation controls us. And we are going to therefore operate because the body and the five senses um, that are basically um, the decoding system of the body, they are, um, they are within the frequency band of the simulation. What I would suggest we need to do is to self-identify with what we fell from. That level of consciousness, that level of self-identity that's beyond the simulation. Because when we do that, when, when our, when our self-identity becomes that, we connect with that. Because everything is frequency. And if, if, if you're self-identifying with the frequency that you really are, you will connect with that frequency. And suddenly you're going to get insight, you're going to get knowledge, you're going to get um, intuitive knowing of things coming from that level beyond the beyond the prison cell that you wouldn't within the prison cell. This is why they want to focus attention only through the five senses. Cause they know you got you then. And if we can, if we can um, uh, come from that level and not only that, when you connect with that level of awareness beyond the simulation, um, you become a vehicle for um, manifesting that frequency. You become a channel for it. And, and that frequency then starts to break up. The, 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 and unravel the digital frequency construct of the simulation. Uh, because, you know, I'll, I'll just finish on this, but, you know, people talk about changing the world. Um, I don't think ultimately that's why we're here. I think we're here to dismantle it. This is a prison. It's been created to enslave consciousness in an illusion. I think we're here to dismantle it. I'm here to dismantle it anyway. That's my goal. And, but, and, and we dismantle it by breaking up the frequency construct on which it's based. And if we can infuse the level of consciousness, thus the level of frequency that we come from into the simulation, the simulation must break up. It will just, it will basically just laser it. And we will then become again what we were before. And this, I think, is we, when people say, you know, we're, we are, um, we're moving to a new earth, uh, all that stuff. I think that's what we're doing. You know, if, if you, if you if, if, in terms of 
the new earth, what's the new earth? It's the old earth, it's the prime reality earth. And if you um, are, um, are in, in a reality, and then that reality basically is broken up and dismantled, what then, because what this simulation is, it's like a veil. This is a veil. And as the, as the veil breaks up, we return to prime reality. The veil's gone. The simulation's gone. And we turn to prime reality. And a lot of these stories about moving to a new earth, like I say, um, is, is basically returning to prime reality by dismantling the illusion. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, the illusion is being generated by our own minds because we are being fed information by the simulation that is dictating our perception, not only of reality, but of self. And so by taking on that reality of self, by taking on that uh, sense of reality of the world, we are believing in it and thus we are holding it together Mm -hmm. when we stop believing in it and realize where we've come from and why we're here then as we stop believing in it it will cease to be able to manifest this is the level that we're going to bring this down it really is and we are going to bring it down that's what we've come to do so on the other side of this dismantling and bringing down of it, what, what do you envision human experience looking like? Everything that most people would want. <laughs> everything most people long for. Everything that's generating that sense of loss, that sense of separation, that sense of disconnection. All be gone. All be gone. Because the simulation is what's driving that, what's creating that, what's causing that. And... Um, when it's gone, we'll be what we were before. Um, aspects, unique aspects, yes, but aspects of expanded um, uh, awareness uh, where this level of evil cannot manifest. Mm. Well said. I think that's a, a, something to aim for, at least. And it's, it's the challenge of, of the time, though, as well, because it's an individual journey it's the individual path that has to be taken for that to happen and so i guess that's why we need the squeezing we need the extra pressure right now we need the extra scamming and lies because that's what it's taking for a lot of us to make that choice to go that way and to to have that dismantling and awakening well i I, i've had a phrase i've used for a long long time over the years um because i i i was relating it first of all to my own life because it's my life experience that life so often gives you your greatest gifts brilliantly disguised as your worst nightmare. Um, And uh, if you look at your life and what really gave you insight, um, it's usually something that you would rather not have happened. That's where the real insight comes. And uh, we as a human race um, are facing our worst nightmare uh, disguised as our greatest gift. Because this gives us the opportunity to to bring an end to this nonsense, and uh, we must grasp it. Is there a point where you get nervous about the outcome? No, <laughs> um, I am um, I am a unique aspect of all that is, has been, and ever can be, 
And no matter what happens, I'll be a unique aspect of all that is, has been and ever can be. So will you, so will everyone else. But would we like it to be a nice experience or, we, or would we settle for um, dystopia? I'd like the nice experience myself. But whatever happens, we live forever. Mm -hmm. Well said. Um, David, firstly, thank you for, for taking the time to chat with me. It's been awesome. And um, what, what uh, links or, you know, where, where should people go and check out your latest book or find it and that kind of stuff? Well, the, the, main, the main hub of my work is um, davidike.com. It's where all my videos are. They're regularly put up. Uh, um, and the news stories uh, are up there every day uh, and being updated during the day as necessary. Um, and they're put in context. These are not just what is happening. They're why it's happening uh, as well. And that's the context that's missed, of course, in the mainstream media. And we have a... Um, well, I think it's an amazing platform. My son, uh, Jamie, put it together. It's only two years old and it's just grown fantastically. Uh, called Iconic, which is a, a platform of not just um, news shows and uh, hard-hitting um, documentaries on the kind of conspiracy subjects, but actually uh, covers the whole range of... Um, of alternative ways of seeing the world, including a lot of, lot of documentaries about the nature of reality. And um, actually there's a series now, um, it's going up every week. It's gonna be 13 uh, episodes in the series, which I've done with special effects and all that stuff on the nature of reality and how it works. And I also do a, um, a, a Doc Connect the News Show um, every week where I go through the stories of the week and point out why they're happening the real reason they're happening and my son uh, gareth does a, a great show on a friday goes up on a friday of course it's there available um, all the time after that um called right now which is um talking to very topical people um, um every week and people you almost certainly never see in the mainstream media so um, uh, it's um it's really pleasing that um you know my sons have, uh, have gone on this journey as well um, because they grew up with it, um, you know, in the madhouse days of mass ridicule. That's when that's when they were growing up with it. And to to see them come through and um, and do what they're doing is uh, it makes me very proud. Yeah, you you would be. It's it's actually amazing. It's amazing that they went through it and have come out the other side of it. To you know, they've been initiated by fire. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, Gareth used to go to school and. You know, he'd be he'd be laughed at by the kids and 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 stuff. Your dad's mad and all that stuff. But um, you know, he's um, he's doing great work now. So is Jamie, and you know, um, I couldn't be more proud of him. Yeah, it's a family oh, affair over my, there. Yeah, my daughter as well is um, the leading light in the pushback on the Isle of Wight where I live. Um, she's she's doing great work too. Amazing. I mean, you know, what more could you ask for? <laughs> phenomenal mate awesome thank you so much and um i've really enjoyed this and i hope down the track sometime we can do it again yeah great mate yeah so let's hope it's in better times eh uh, yeah yeah let's let's do our best to make sure that that's the case we're, we're working on it aren't we yeah yeah exactly thanks, all right thanks david david ike ladies and gents cheers mate bye These days, positively charged toxic EMFs are everywhere, but your biofield runs on a negative charge, just like your body's cells. So how do you protect it? I've been using organ effects products like the GeoCleanse and Enerband for years because their technology addresses what others don't, that is the toxic positive charge of harmful EMF, neutralizing it. Head to brendandmurphy.com EMF to learn more and get yours and enter Murphy at checkout for 10% off.
I've experienced censorship on no less than four different platforms so far, so if you'd like to help me get my work past the censors, please do subscribe and share it around for me. And also remember to join me on truth.network, which is the platform I created for our conscious community to connect and gather away from the censors after Facebook, Facebook shut down our page in 2018. So head over there, create your free account at truth.network, it's T-R-O-O-T-H, and I'll see you inside. Take care.